Just before we start the show, I wanted to remind you about this year's London Vet Show, which is at the Excel Arena on Thursday the 12th and Friday the 13th of November, and as ever, promises to be a brilliant event. I went to the vet show for the first time last year to record these podcasts, and I wondered why the heck I'd missed it before. Our lovely friends at the Vet Show are offering Borborygamy listeners a fantastic 10% off via a special link, which is, ready, london.vetshow.com forward slash borborygamy hyphen booking. It's a bit of a mouthful, but it's in the show notes. So just hit the link there and book your tickets today with the code LVS20. Thanks to London Vet Show. Hi there, and welcome to Borborygmy, Noises from the Veterinary Profession, a new podcast that lets you overhear conversations between veterinary professionals about anything and everything that's topical in the industry. This season, we'll be bringing you a range of chats recorded at the London Vet Show, featuring a wide range of friends and colleagues discussing their thoughts on some of the triumphs and tribulations encountered by those in the veterinary industry. Borborygmy is a collaboration between the London Vet Show, Vet Times, Vets Stego Diversify and Smashing the Ceiling. Thank you so much to everyone involved so far for your help and support. It has been much appreciated. Have we already started recording? (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be the best interview. What a professional. (laughs) Ebony Escalona and Cal Major are two people who need very little introduction here. Ebbs is the mastermind and architect behind the Vets Stay Go Diversify Facebook group that so many of you have joined these days. And Cal is an activist and stand-up paddleboarder who founded her campaign, Paddle Against Plastic, to raise awareness of plastic pollution in the seas and rivers of the UK. Both these women are known to many of you, and they are fantastic at what they do. They're both veterinary surgeons, and here they're talking about community. You'll hear Cal first. On the journey on the way over here today, Ebony and I were discussing what we have in common that would be an interesting talking point. And we decided on communities pretty quickly because we both use the power of community to spread a message and to um, to galvanise, uh, well, galvanise communities basically, to, to bring people together, but in very, very different ways. So, Eb, I think you should start by talking about your community. Yeah, it's just, I suppose it's, I love watching what you do because you're bringing people together using kind of social media as the as the advert but actually you bring people in in person yes so I think the reason I do this is so I have something that I'm very very passionate about I really really care about the health of our oceans the animals in the oceans the state of our planet how we interact with our planet and When I first started, for example, one of my campaigns is the Paddle Against Plastic campaign. And when I first started seeing plastic on beaches and in places that I really loved, I was absolutely horrified by it, but felt really alone. And at that point in time, there wasn't much in the media. There weren't all these amazing organisations and groups coming up um, that we can see now. There wasn't all that support of people who also cared about it. And feeling alone with something that you feel really passionately about can be quite... um, It was quite paralysing. I didn't really know where to go. And the first community that I found was in Surfers Against Sewage. So I started volunteering as a Surfers Against Sewage rep. And having that group of like-minded people who also cared really passionately about the same things that I did was so powerful. And that's what gave me the confidence to... um, 
pursue what I wanted to do, which was talk to people in a more um, on a bigger scale around the positive things we can do about plastic pollution. So that's where my kind of first interaction with the power of community and the power of having a group of like-minded people around me stemmed from. And then from there, I feel like my campaigns, they're not about necessarily individuals or individual actions, they're around how we can come together in our local communities to really take ownership of the, the places that we live, the places that we love, and that has been, you know, that's been scientifically proven to be of massive benefit. And people are sometimes a bit scathing around grassroots activism and around the actual impacts you can have with, with grassroots um, movements. But the power of community in grassroots movements is enormous. And there was a, you know, there was a report um, that came out from the UN earlier in this year, which was talking about the actions we need to take in order to um, stop our planet from the current um, trajectory it's on towards collapse and one of the biggest takeaways from that report which was written by 150 scientists from over 50 countries around the world was that the areas of the natural world which are owned or managed by local or indigenous communities are the ones which have the best biodiversity and are best protected and so I really feel that that kind of coming together in communities locally and protecting what you love as part of a crew of like-minded people is absolutely crucial in a lot of these environmental campaigns that we're seeing it's building a collective isn't it it is building a collective and it's making people feel like they're part of a tribe and less alone and as a result of that more able to step outside of the norm and to to do something positive about something that they care about whether that's plastic or the environment or whether that's around you know mental health or the vet stega diversified community and so I think what I've been really hit by in the last few years with the online communities, like your Vet Stega Diversified community, is how much having that group of people in that online space has allowed people to open up and to meet people and interact with people from all over the world. So there's one thing being in a local community, but your community is a global community, and that is a really powerful thing. So what like is that what you ex- is that kind of where you expect it to go? Oh lord no. <laughs> it was yeah a, a wonderful surprise but no I, I mean I, I think many people know this I kind of started that little community for a handful of friends just to show them hopefully or provide other people just like you said that you are not alone in feeling the fear of your veterinary identity you're not alone in feeling maybe stuck you're not alone in maybe feeling like you'd like to try something else um and so, yeah, having this global community brings in lots of different viewpoints, which sometimes scares me because I think, oh, we're going to have extreme views and people are going to get angry with one another. But it's not actually. It's been, on the whole, quite um, a listening space that is willing to be curious. And, um, yeah, I, I, and I like the global identity because, like you say, what's actually happened is a lot of people have ended up connecting and actually going and meeting people around the world yeah i'm really interested in what you both think about the paradox of social media communities Mm. because we live in a world where people speak less on the telephone and perhaps they see less people within their immediate neighborhood than they ever used to you know we get told constantly by the older generation that people don't know their neighbors anymore i know mine hang on (laughs) i bet you do (laughs) (laughs) she's looking after my dog right now (laughs) but i think you know we talk about then social media having this power to connect Mm. people and yet people using it may well be isolated within their own home or within their own living room 
And I was just wondering what your thoughts were, the two of you, about that paradox. That was going to be my next question to Ebony. Oh, sorry, mate. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose it's hard for me to disentangle how I feel as an individual to, like, how I feel about the group. I think I'm a really social person, be it online and offline. So for me, I feel very connected with my literal home community in Kentish Town. I know loads of my neighbours. I know loads of people like there. I see lots of friends. Um, I think... I think the problem with vets stay diversify maybe or vets as well is a lot of vets are not only mentally isolated because they feel like how can I be the wounded healer how can I want to fix things and help people and help animals and be a little bit broken or lost myself but also there's geographical isolation a lot of vets are working in quite remote areas and actually one of the best pieces of advice I got graduating was like wherever you get your first job make sure it's near friends or family because then you are close to that that physical connection um yeah i think social i think i struggle with social media i think it's an amazing platform i think we were talking about this actually cal weren't we it's not always social media that's the baddie it's the way we react to it that is the baddie and we are still learning the language we're still learning the influence it has on the way we act it's it is addictive you know there are we've we've got to learn how we respond and react to it um and how we how we keep it in line with the virtual and the real world and there's a bit of a weird crossover and I'm learning I don't haven't got the answers I suppose the one thing I get concerned about with social media yes there is that kind of like you say the isolation that you might be communicating online and not in the physical world the thing I get a little bit concerned about is the group think so if you find a a tribe it's lovely to find a group of like-minded people what you've got to be careful is you're not just creating a bubble of justification and sunken bias in in what that group stands for and also on that on that kind of theme so particularly in the environmental movement we have massive echo chambers that we're constantly Mm -hmm. talking in the same in the same circles on social media and oftentimes we're reaching the same people and I've been guilty of it myself you know I feel like we're getting somewhere with a campaign and then I step outside of that bubble and I realize that actually it's a tiny proportion of, of the population that are in that conversation and so social media isn't the answer to community I don't think but I think it's a really good start I think it's a really good place to meet like-minded people as long as it's performed within the um, confines of our own values so as long as we're not kind of getting sucked into the that all the things that so make social media so addictive which, um, and also make it so difficult to kind of take a step back from it but yeah coming back to the stories thing I loved it I recently went to Cal Majors I mean I've seen her film twice now um, Vitamin C and it was wonderful so I, you know the film shares a lot of Cal's story not all of it but some of it um, but what was wonderful is in the Q&A it wasn't all just Cal tell me this Cal tell me that it was can I share this can I share that and so that's what I like as well is that by sharing your story whether you do that online on Vetstega Diversify or any other any other kind of forum or space or whether you're watching someone and you get inspired or you feel like you've been given permission to open up a Q&A on a film it, it's, it's so wonderful seeing people's hands go up and say thank you I felt this I felt that I do this and everyone around going oh yeah I do too you know and it's or people going oh I never even thought about that and they challenge it kindly you know and I, I really like that so I've just finished um, a tour with my film Vitamin C and the reason I was touring with it is so that we could have those safe spaces for conversations afterwards so you know it was marketed as a film screening and a Q&A but actually it was more of a film screening and a discussion mm-hmm. and those communities of people coming together, that those groups of people coming together and sharing their experiences and 
discussing quite openly a lot of the time their feelings, their worries, um, their passions. A lot of the time there was discussion around mental health and people sharing their own mental health stories, which is becoming more and more acceptable and more common. But up until the last few years, it was virtually unheard of, people talking about their own mental health. Um, and I think that, again, that's the beauty of bringing people together into a place where they're surrounded by people who are of the same mindset and are going to be kind to them and non-judgmental and, and that, that's a community in itself and I felt really very very privileged to be part of those conversations because mm. to feel that pe- to be in a place where people really felt they could be so strangers open, could be open strangers felt like a real real um, privilege and I suppose that's the yeah it's the power of being open yourself as well isn't it so being so vulnerable and kind of um, putting my own vulnerable story out there I think encourages other people to feel that they're able to be vulnerable as well which was a, an unexpected side effect of, um, of that film being such an open um, and honest account of the, um, of the expedition so yeah I feel really really honoured to be part of those conversations really mm-hmm. grateful that that's what people are, are taking from the film That's amazing and the film certainly inspired me to be I realise that I'm not vulnerable enough I, I keep game face on and, and that's something that actually I need to learn to just We are all human. Thanks for listening. I'm Naomi Meller, vet and host of Smashing the Ceiling. You may have heard a little bit of me in these episodes, or the fabulous Sophie Walsh, also a vet and full-time science documentary maker, who co-hosted these sessions with me. We'd love you to rate and review the podcast or tell a friend if you enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week with another episode.